Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Gamer's Advocate, the Game of the Year podcast on a Thursday. Wee! <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. Why are we recording on a Thursday? Well, we've been trying to write the next Twilight movie. It's not working so well. There's too many people with their shirts off. And I've got way too much glitter on me. <laughs> Were we trying to write it because I just watched it 20 times and I am in love? Look at him sparkle. Hee <laughs> hee. Ew. Uh, on a serious note, we would like to thank uh, the band One Pretty Minute, my friends OPM, for giving us the intro music. Uh, we opened the show with the song Hurt You off of their Addict EP, which is fantastic. And check them out. Great live band, great group of guys. Yeah, and they won't hurt you, don't worry. They might. <laughs> Another shout Morales out we would might. like to give is to Audible.com, which is... Our new sponsor. Our new sponsor. Yes, Audible.com has graciously sponsored our show and... We couldn't be happier, and big shout-out to them for making us famous. Yeah, so sign up and use them already, because we wants to get paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually already a member, so uh, I'm especially thrilled to have them sponsoring us. So we look forward to a long and prosperous relationship. Plus, it turns out you can't get sponsored by hookers. You just can't. They just don't do it. And we all know that Bill has tried. <laughs> I, I know he has a strong pimp hand, but, uh, you know, if he Bill can't do it, I, I don't know. That, that's just not the game for us. No, we had to go a different route. Sorry. Sorry. Well, moving on to video games and the Gamer's Advocate, which we are, we also want to once again let you know that we, of course, are on iTunes, and you can subscribe to us and get all our lovely podcasting. Also, make sure, if you're looking for us on Facebook, that you're finding the right gamer's advocate. You always have to follow that blue shield. Yes. Because the other gamer's advocate is red, and that's bad. Just think of, like, Medicare, if you're old. Blue cross, blue shield. <laughs> get on it. Yes, there we go. Thank you, Jack. So, before we get into the whole game of the year discussion, which I'm sure you're all dying to hear what we have chosen, let's kind of just go up very quickly. Have you guys been playing anything fun? Oh, 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 I think this is going to be fun because uh, Jack and I have already known how awesome Far Cry 3 is, and I think we've got a new convert. Yes. I have, Tell us I, more, Adam. I have finally converted to Far Cry 3, and unfortunately, I'm not going to go very much into it right now because, you son of a spoiler bitch. warning, it may have gotten into our top ten list. <laughs> we won't say where, though. So how much have you been playing the Wii since you've gotten this Far Cry game? Because I'm still playing my Mario. You're a liar. 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 You're a bunch of haters, and I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to find some Nintendo lovers. Anyone out there who wants to replace my co-host, please call me. Oh, it's me, Mario. Five, 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 I don't want to Nintendosucks.com. <laughs> All right. I'm sick of these bastards. <laughs> so, once again, before these Game of the Year podcasts, we also want to discuss a few news items that happened this week in gaming. The first one is kind of a big step in the ongoing woes of THQ. They have recently filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. I don't care. (laughs) They're broke. Bill doesn't care. I don't don't care. Because, uh... He doesn't even know. No, I'll tell you why. (laughs) 
Because they didn't go with T-H-O instead of T-H-Q. That would have been so much funnier, and T-H-Q pisses me off. It's the letters. I don't know. But, hey, it's happened to a lot of people before. Um, oh, we're, still gonna, we're still going to get our South Park game, from what he said. Adam Adam knows all about it. That's, that's Speaking good, brother. Yeah, so just, I mean, we're not going to spend too much time Testify. on this, but basically, Chapter 11, as said, I mean, Jason Rubin, the president of THQ, said it in a press release to pretty well that Chapter 11 is a safety net for U.S. companies. American Airlines is currently in Chapter 11, restructuring, yet he flew back and forth on that airline when he visited one of THQ studios. So while it seems like when you hear bankruptcy that these people are going to be done in all the games like South Park, Stick of Truth, Metro Last Light, or Company of Heroes 2 will be no more, that is not the case. Uh, an investment firm called Clear Lake Capital Group is set to acquire them and basically just keep them going. I mean, until this all goes through. So luckily, all these games that we are expecting are on track and will be in our system soon enough. You had me at South Park as being released still. <laughs> yeah, that's really the only one I care about Same either. Here. But I thought the article is actually pretty interesting because uh, it lists uh, other companies, Macy's, Eddie Bauer, Chicago Cubs, Chrysler, of course, everybody knows. But uh, Marvel Studios, MGM, those are uh, surprises to me that they went you know, through that. And they came up pretty strong. Yeah, so it's really it's it's bad because they've been in a lot of trouble, but they're making the right steps to hopefully save jobs and games. And also, some games, when they had to release all their info because of this to the courts, some new games were released that were previously unannounced, like Saints Row 4, Homefront 2, a game made by the Company of Heroes people called Atlas, a game called Evolve that was made by the Left 4 Dead people and Counter-Strike Source people that's a new co-op multiplayer game, a game by the Assassin's Creed developer Patrice Desilets, making a game called 1666. What's it about? Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> they don't know. Exactly. I, just, just one thing here. Uh, Saints Row, I get it with Saints Row. I played it. Not not bad. Uh, Homefront 2. Why Why are they making another one? I mean, I, <laughs> I've i seen it. It sold pretty well, I'm telling you. It, it sold well, but, I mean, you talk about a game that lacks polish. Yeah. I mean, the AIs are all programmed the same every time you play it. Was it on the Wii? Yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I mean, they get it, but they did it on that the is, Xbox. <laughs> My New Year's resolution is to quit bashing the Wii. I know, really, really. We, I do like Nintendo and Mario and all that, but you know, we like to give Adam. Do you know? Time. Do you know why my New Year's resolution is to quit bashing the Wii U? Why is that? Because most resolutions fail within the first week. <laughs> that's right. That's right. My resolution is to beat up Bill. Yeah. <laughs> so moving away from bankruptcy news, we're going to go to probably one of the most mind-boggling news stories of the year for video games. Get ready for the dick of the week. <laughs> yes. Let's just say, uh, so just so you have the right frame of reference here, they're Russians. Uh, I think Vladimir Putin's in charge of this company. I'm not sure, but yeah, it, it, it's pretty crazy what happened. Yeah, so the Hammer Point is the company that made this game, The War Z, which was released on Steam last week. And it's like a zombie shooter. You go around and it's, killing all these zombies and trying to survive and making your way in a post-apocalyptic world. Takes everything you got. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it sounds like it could be fun, and when it came out, a lot of people bought it. It shot up the sales charts and everything, but then when people actually started playing it, they noticed some things. They noticed that some features that were said to be part of the game were absent. Now, game spies Dan Stapleton sat down with Hammer Point's executive producer, Sergei Titov, Dick of the week <laughs> to He's discuss running. some of these Slightly. kind of confusing right. issues. So some of the main points about this game is that they promise multiple maps ranging from 100 to 400 square kilometers. 
And when customers started playing, they found out that just one of the maps was over 100 square kilometers, and the others didn't even come close. They promised 100 players per server, and the most people saw was 50. They promised rentable servers, levelable skills, and friends lists, and none of those were available at time of release. And it was just it's just ridiculous this i mean this interview is on our facebook page and you can i'm sure you can search for it to read the whole thing but there's some quotes from this guy that just it just boggles your mind that an executive producer of a game like this can happen and it's even a, a boggling of the mind that valve let this game come out so i mean that's that's my biggest point i mean it, it was on steam valve backed it i think uh you know when it's released like that. People think it's quality because Valve has been known to just take their time with everything. They're like Blizzard, you know, we'll get it out when we know it's ready type of deal. So when, when they have something and it's on their system, through their system, I think they need to vet it a whole lot more. But, I mean, this is just crazy. This is just a terrible game. It's like shovelware from the Russians. And if you support this kind of stuff, you're a communist. Just saying. <laughs> All right, I know Jack's hating on the Russians a little bit, but there are good ones out there, so anyone listening, we don't hate you. No, but well, Did you see the original Red Dawn? Yes. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that was a movie. <laughs> yeah, but some more quotes from this mind-boggling article. Um, so he asked, uh, Dan Stapleton asked him, uh, yeah, so it says, he mentioned about the 100 square kilometers, 100 to 400 square kilometers issue, and the guy responds with, you know what? It, over 100 square kilometers falls into the 100 to 400 square kilometers, right? Dick of the week! <laughs> Another thing, he claims that there's no such thing as a release for an online game, saying it's always improving, which may be true, but that is just a bunch of baloney. I want to punch him in the face! <laughs> and last but not least, I'm sure there'll be people who will look into small details and will say, no, I was misled, where in fact they imagined something to themselves without checking details first. I want to kick him with a ding-ding. <laughs> I mean, that's why you just can't trust Russians, okay? I'm just Red saying. Red Dawn, the Red original. Dawn. Red Dawn, the original. Crazy. It was way better. Roadhouse, have, have you seen fighting the, Russians. Have you guys seen the new one? I have not. No. No? Okay, good. Just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just... It, I mean, it's, this isn't some random guy talking about a game. This is the executive producer who's just saying just garbage. I mean, what? why would you even say that? Like, it's better to keep quiet than to dig yourself in a hole like this. And also, since this um, interview went live, Valve has taken that game down and is offering refunds to those who bought the War Z from Steam. Well, it's about time someone got a brain over there and actually looked at the content they were posting and were like, oh, wait a second, we need to release good games. Oh, that's like someone pissing in your face and then going, "Oops." <laughs> yeah, cuz it's not like this was some random it happened. It's not like <laughs> not funny. Well, at least they're, they're offering funny. at least they're offering to clean it off, right? No, and then give you the money back. They just said, "Oops." Oh, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's not like this is one of the just a random small indie game or something. This is I mean, it's not like a big developer, but this game had some hype with it. It was people were anticipating it when it came out. It shot up the sales records, like I said, and it's just it's not the game that these people promised. I mean, don't People at Valve, uh, someone's got to check it out and be like, you know what? Something's not right here. I just got bad dreams about getting my face pissed on. It's not, <laughs> you guys laugh, but it's, yeah. okay, it's kind of funny. I mean, I wanted this game to succeed. I like anything with zombies. Yeah. I, I mean, as you guys know, we, we like zombie stuff. Spoiler alert, that might you, be a good game on our list coming up. I haven't noticed. Right. I like Undead. I don't know. And some more, kind of in the same vein as Valve, is Blizzard. 
who is another company who takes their sweet time to come out with games, <laughs> teases us yet again with Diablo 3 for the consoles, saying that they have it running at their studios, but it's still not labeled an official project. So give us some good news and then take it right away. <laughs> I, I maybe maybe they're working for it for the next gen. Are they working on the current gen? They didn't or? say. They just said. I think they may have said current gen consoles, but I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I would like to play that. On, I, on I'd the like console. to. I'd like to definitely try it on the console because I am not going to buy another computer just to play one game. I'm so sick of doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then another giant company, Rockstar, claims that they would like to make a Grand Theft Auto game that would have one big world containing all their cities and let players fly between them and revisit their favorite areas. Like, how would that game ever end? Well, first of all, that's like saying, well, I'd like a bigger pimp cup. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, that, if, if that's possible, that would, that, I feel like that game would just never, ever end. Well, the bigger and better sandboxes, I guess, would be awesome. I'm just wondering about load times and, and how that would work. But, uh, it would have to be next gen. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think so. But, yeah. I mean, they could. I mean, I hope Well, they're they not going to put out anything other than Grand Theft Auto Five on this. Well, they'd anyway. have to like remaster it or something. Like, uh, you know, they re-released Halo. I mean, I don't know how great that was. I know Bill played that. I have it. It's good. They did a good job with it, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you're happy with the purchase. So. I, I think this will be like a brand new game that just that just is their locations. Yeah, I guess that'd be cool to revisit. As long as that, I think. I mean, there's cool to have like big sandboxes games and stuff, but you, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is great because of the character and voice acting and and all that kind of plot line that goes along with it. I mean, doing the runaround missions just for fun is, is cool, but but you got to have a a, a good storyline to back it up. I think that's why I like San Andreas so much because uh, it was so compelling, and, and Vice City also, which just got released on iPhone. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. I know. No, it's no analog sticks. Just kills those games. They're amazing, but if need some analog sticks. Have you, tr- have you just, tried it? Have you tried it on the Well, I think we yet? talked about it a little before. Like I tried Grand Theft Auto three. It was like it, it's, it, it's it's amazing that they have that yeah. whole game running and it's like it blows your mind, but controlling it without the analog sticks just doesn't really feel right. It's here's my impression of playing it. Oh wow, this looks awesome. Oh screw this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like those games Angry Birds. those games that use the touchscreen in innovative ways and don't try and replicate consoles are the ones that succeed and are extremely well received because it's just awkward when you're trying to play like the modern combat four which is like modern warfare four by game loft it's like why did would you play this when you could play call of duty it's the same game you want something unique i'd say like porting games is, is really hard um spoiler alert XCOM they did a pretty good job <laughs> so uh it might be you know on the list of, of good games, but going from PC to console and then even console to just a handheld device, uh, definitely they need to do work and kind of even kind of dumb down the game, so to speak, if I, that makes sense. I just don't even... I, I, why put a game like that on there? It's not meant for that. It wasn't built for that. It just... It's all I, about I those bullet it. points. It's all about saying, oh my God, you could have a Call of Duty type experience on your phone? You don't. What? You don't. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that. Well, then they just buy it. That's why we're here. If they if they weren't selling, they wouldn't be selling them. Keep <laughs> people from being stupid. It, exactly. it might not be about bullet points that it, as much as it is about Benjamins. Because sometimes it's all about the Benjamins. That is true. From what I hear. Well, enough of this stupid news. Let's go on <laughs> yeah. to why you guys really came to the show. You don't want to hear about THO. <laughs> we are through or with THQ. <laughs> we could have a whole show about THQ. Bill, maybe? Let's let's go right into our game of the year discussion. You, you realize I can't see you. It's a podcast. Oh, they have no idea that right now my milkshake is bringing all the boys to the yard. Oh yes, work it. Damn work right. It. It's 
better than yours. Good. All right. Stop. I can teach you, but I'd have to charge. Oh, Bill. So I know you guys are probably wondering what our Devil's Advocate of the Week is going to be this week, but we're going to kind of roll it into one. It's going to be Surprise, the Game of the Year okay. discussion and Devil's Advocate because it's a big discussion because some of us will agree on some of these choices and some won't, and some will want them higher or lower. So we're all going to roll this into one big thing. So let's start with number 10. Dance Party 4. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, that is a pretty good game. No. Jack, why don't you take us away? What's number 10? Um, it's something about Max, and it's painful, and it's the third one. No, you're um, allowed to go ahead and tell him now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Can I tell him for real? You can if you want to. Nah, you guys can do it. Oh, no, you don't get to hear any want. of them. See you guys. Good night, no, everybody. Bye. bye. List over. <laughs> yes, it is Max Payne 3. That is our number 10 choice for 2012. I mean, this game... It's just so cinematic. I mean, it's like it's one of those games where you're just playing a movie, and I mean, it's it was so much fun to play, and you just wanted to see the story and see Max go from like worse to worse to worse to worse while killing people. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that slow motion is always fun, and the story was it was pretty compelling. And running through like the favelas and down in South America while chasing all these bad guys and just being all crazy was was very enjoyable, and Rockstar made sure that game was polished and enjoyable. And, you know, I didn't really play it all that much, but the multiplayer was a lot of fun in that game, too. Uh, I don't care. And why don't you care? How could you? I don't know, because I'm Bill. (laughs) (laughs) How could you? No, I love Max Payne 3. Um, I didn't finish it, because I have the attention span of a fly. But I loved it while I played it. How much did you get to play of it? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Fair enough. You probably got um, to the start menu. No, I forget what, what it was that came out. Something else came out, and I was kind of broke because we didn't have a sponsorship deal. And, <laughs> Thanks uh, again, Audible. Or a podcast or any of this idea yet. And uh, I begrudgingly traded it in for something else. Oh, well. Well, that was our number 10 game, and I fought for it because I did finish it, and I played it a lot and enjoyed it the hell out of it. How about number nine? What do we got going there? Number nine is going to surprise some people. Not that it's on the list, but that it's so far down on the list. And that is Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. I personally think it should have been rated a little higher. I know I might be in the minority from some people, but why don't we go to Bill to see why he doesn't care? Um, I personally think it's good, but um, this kind of comes back to a little topic we've been hitting on. Putting out unpolished... Stuff full of glitches just to hit that release date. I mean, it came out October 30th. Had it come out November 30th, a little more cleaned up, I think you'd have a much higher rating game. Very ambitious game. Tons of stuff to do, but I don't know. Another game on this list does a lot of those things better. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I like them. I like the Assassin's Creed series. This one had a ton of hype. I mean, just a ton. It was everywhere. If you didn't know this game was coming out, then I don't know. You you don't game at all. Or you don't have a TV. Or you don't have a TV, because, I mean, you got George Washington and that guy running around uh, on your television. You're like, what's that? Oh, that looks good. And then you get it, and you're like, oh, wait. So I'm kind of to blame for it being further down on the list. I I mean, Assassin's Creed was never my cup of tea anyways, so... Um, you know, I'd rather play something else. I mean, quite honestly. Did, uh, did you play all the other Assassin's Creeds, or was it? I, I didn't play all of them either. I, I it was a hit or miss with me, and um, you know, I tried some, and and I didn't, I didn't get through them, any of them actually. Same here. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, it's cool. It was fun. You know, to assassinate people, you know, falling around, sneaky sneak, and the techniques, and the and the weapons, and and stuff like that, and the climbing, and running around, grappling, but. 
Yeah, you know, it. Uh, I'd rather just play something else. Honestly, yeah, have fun with them for a while, and then I just kind of eventually forget to give a rat's ass. <laughs> yeah, but still a good game. Still yeah, a really good solid game. Solid game. That's why it's in the top ten. Yeah, and I am kind of on the other side where I have played all the Assassin's Creeds except the one for PSP, but that's okay. And I have, yes, and I. So that was a lie. Yes. <laughs> Good job. And I, I really. This is an intervention, Adam. I'm just a big liar. What can I say? And I've really enjoyed all them because I'm the kind of gamer who I like exploring all the little nooks and crannies of the world and just. You said crannies. Crannies. On <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Br- I'm British at heart. What can I say? Tea and crumpets all day long, and and I enjoy I enjoy just kind of not really thinking as much and just running around the city and and synchronizing on all the towers and just being in that world and seeing the history and run it like especially in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood where you could just run around Rome and and I've actually I've been to Rome so running around all these places that I've seen was really cool and just the way that the worlds are so giant and full of life it was just it's just fun to live in that world you've been to Rome all right show off speak romish yeah what's what's romanian in Miami? yeah che cosa fai oggi buona notte I like cheese too. Yeah, Buenos no cheese. Tu fai un pazzo, avenda qui. Oh, he's like, Buenos no. Oh, now we're just showing off. <laughs> yes, what the hell is a crumpet? What the hell is a crumpet? It's like a cookie or something. You have a tea? I thought you just smash up like an Egg McMuffin <laughs> and it's crumpeted. That's what I'm doing in the morning then. I'm going to have a crumpet. I don't think so. And, I'm, and obviously a lot of the... Uh, Get some Buenos nachos. Buenos. A lot of the people in the gaming industry also were not so hot on the game. I mean, it's not like they gave it fours or fives or sixes and were hating on it, but this game was just so ambitious. And in E3 with the the ship level and all these things that they were showing, everyone was just expecting like one of the greatest games ever. And I mean, I'll admit it, it definitely didn't live up to its hype, but I'm personally really, really enjoying it. Yeah, I think hype can definitely hurt games, uh, especially, you know, when it's that hyped, you want to be like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going into it. I know it's going to be great. But then you get it, and you're like, Perfect example. Wait. Resident Evil 6, right? Resident Evil, yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was a mistake. The hype, the hype train left the station. Boop, boop. Disappointed. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, but, I mean, that aside, it was just released that as of today, or a couple days ago, or whatever it was, Assassin's Creed has sold 7 million copies. Like, that is insane. Oh, with that much hype and that awesome of commercials and all that stuff that came out, it, no matter how bad the game was, it's not going to hurt sales for this game. Yeah, I mean, what it can do is hurt sales for the next Assassin's Creed game. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, these games always just seem to sell better and better and better and better. Yeah, well, so did uh, a lot of other games like Resident Evil that, that is now, they're talking about how much money they're going to lose off this one. Yeah, well, well, Resident, eventually, Evil, Resident Evil 6 was complete crap. Eventually, well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my 3 point. is not. No, I'm not saying it is, but if they're going down that road and it's starting to go downhill, eventually, the, the gamers aren't stupid. Eventually, they'll jump ship and say, screw this. I don't know, I don't know. They, I mean, Madden's always had a game. And and they they've had some pretty pretty bad ones and people just keep coming back and what about like Dynasty Warriors I mean what what are you up to like Dynasty Warriors a yeah, million but that, that but that doesn't sell anywhere near <laughs> well I mean they don't have the expectation they have a set audience for that same with Madden Madden has a set audience it's going to buy it no matter what but they do fluctuate as far as the hardcore guys based on how the year before did and, and what's coming out. Because a lot of people sure. get rid of those. Sure, I'll give that to you. But I think once you're on the Assassin's Creed wagon, you're on there. Just like just like Metal Gear and, and stuff like that. I mean, 
Once you're in it, you're in it. Like, it's just it's one of those games that you just want to experience. Because, well, I mean, they may be maybe not as up to the quality as you'd expect, but they're a world you want to see. I mean, like, even if you maybe might not love it, a lot of people pick it up just to say, oh, my God, it's in America? Like, that's why I'm sure this one's so like, oh, my God, we get to go to Boston and go to Pennsylvania and do all these that things. That don't go so far, though. I'm but, sorry. But, that that don't go it's, so far. It's minor because it's on the list. We got no, on the list. I'm not saying this game. I'm not, you guys, are, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying this game is the the game to go off the cliff and and go go bad. What I'm saying is this is a little tiny chink in the armor of what people expected. That either they write the ship for the next one and really make it solid and and bug free as much as possible. Next gen. Well, if if they make it really solid so it plays great, everything's smooth. They'll be right back on track if they if they cut corners on the next one and try to make too big a game and get it out too fast, then they're going to go down that slippery slope where people start jumping off the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I can agree with that for sure, and that's also why it's number nine and not number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight. But speaking of number eight, wait, not number eight, it's number V I I I. Yes, we're we're Roman. See, I'm keeping with the trend. Oh, he yeah. speaks Romish. <laughs> He's all Romany. So yes, number eight, Borderlands Two. Woo-hoo. Now that's, well, that's a game. That's a big old sandbox. It's all kinds just, of fun, isn't it? Yeah, you just jump in there, grab about a million guns, and then shoot everything that moves. Yeah, I think it's basically the ultimate co-op game. You know what I got bad to say about this game, though? Nothing. Nothing really. Nothing. I mean, it, it's, it's great fun. getting in there, running around. It's just fun, catchy. I love catchy. the style. I, th- I think it's lower on the list because um, it, the, the plot is okay. There's no real. I mean, there is a plot, but you know that's not why you play this thing. Um, you, you just jump in to run around, play around, in get in the vehicles, you know, get a couple good corny jokes in, uh, you know, mess around with Claptrap. You know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, well, then just buy the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a solid game. It's pretty good. Claptrap did win, did win Character of the Year at the VGA. Really? Ooh, <laughs> someone watches his award shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. I, um, it wasn't I, Mario? <laughs> sure? I recommend stop it. <laughs> stop it. I recommend Borderlands 2. Um it's a it's a much better game if you got higher levels with you too and you got a bunch of your buddies in there um because sometimes you can get bogged down when you don't have uh, good enough weapons when you're when you're going through the game. Um if you get power leveled and then run through the game again, uh not on the second playthrough, but on the first playthrough, it's a lot more fun and you can catch on to the plot. Um when you're jumping in and out all the time, it's tough to keep everything straight uh in that game but uh it's still a great game it's more of the same uh if you got the original borderlands just expect borderlands 2 to be more and bigger and better but it is kind of the same game so if you don't like kind of the repeaty stuff um you might want to get something else on the list i like the uh the upgrade system in it though or the skill tree skill skill trees are cool the characters are cool i really like the the necromancer um and all all the the new stuff on there um, and the soldier with his turret, uh, that's awesome. That that's pretty good. The other other characters aren't as strong. They they the siren isn't as good, I think. And and a couple other ones are, are weaker, in my opinion. The siren in the original Borderlands, you could pretty much make invincible with the phase walk. But uh, you think no. maybe they like went thought oh we did too much and then went too far the other way with it? Well, I mean the the little like freeze move that she has now um, is nice. Um, I still kind of miss the phase walk. I'd re- I'd take the phase walk over what she can do now. If I could but, do that though, I'd be like making popsicles all the time out of everything. Right. <laughs> what are you drinking? Popsicles. Boom. Done. Yeah, but it, it's a cool move because you can, 
you can uh, put a lot of guys in like a stasis uh, move, even bosses and stuff like that. Some are immune, but it's a really cool cool move. But I I would rather play a different character, honestly. I don't know. I like the idea of being able to make every drink in the world into a snow cone. Well, it's not freeze freeze. It's like a stasis thing. But yeah, snow cone. Snow cone. Enough about freezing people. <laughs> Speaking of frozen. Talk more about freezing snow cones. It was frozen for a long time. Halo four. Oh. And I'd like to apologize for the previous vocalization. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Number seven is Halo four: The Return of Master Chief. This is one that I personally think should be higher on the list, but no, it is not. <laughs> I think Jack's the hater on this one. I, I did, I did. You played this. I played, I played a lot. I played a lot of the Halos. I mean, the the Halo, the first Halo that came out on the Xbox, like brought me back to life in gaming. Practically, I was going through a phase where I was like, I don't, I don't get gaming. Why, why are, am I doing it anymore? But then Halo rolls around. I'm like, wow, this is why I game because. It was a great game, almost a perfect game, uh, in my mind, especially with the console. And at the time, I just couldn't believe that that's what they could do. Um, great storyline. Uh, it's further down on the list because I've had a lot of Halo, and uh, it's good. Um, the multiplayer maps—they got to do something about that because they—they are the same. They—they—they they, they replicated the exact maps and gave you like three different guns on it and you can tell you can tell on all the maps that it's that i wish it i wish it felt more fresh in the multiplayer it doesn't it's great to play though it's it's like coming home but you know i didn't i don't buy games to come home to i I buy games to like go out and experience different things yeah so what you're saying is they're like they're kind of like pancakes. You get the new ones, and you're like, oh, I'm a hungry jack. Oh hell, here we go. And then like like halfway into them, you're like, oh, this is, I'm full. Same old pancakes. I'm full. I don't like chewing on those pancakes. Like a hungry jack. There's only so much, and there's only so much syrup you can put on. I mean, you could say that Halo is like they put on shiny new syrup and tasty butter and toppings. I've been waiting to make a hungry jack. Hungry jack. I, I I could feel it. I could feel it, honestly. But the graphics, I will say, are top-notch. And those cutscenes, like, holy crap. The that's one, insane. The reason that I would put Halo higher, I, I actually understand completely where Jack's coming from, and, and don't... I, I wouldn't say I disagree at all, but I am going to be the blasphemer here and say I think 343 Industries does Halo better than Bungie. Now, obviously, they oh. didn't make this game from the ground up, so they took what Bungie did and expanded on it with more technology. And they more stood on the shoulders of giants, and yeah. now they're taking credit for it. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> I think they kicked the giant in the head and said, look at this, I'm higher than you now. Because I think I, I can get pretty high, too. I think graphics, best I've seen this generation. I think they, the way it plays, the way it sounds, the, oh, the, the weapon the guns, sounds. When the guns shoot, it's like... You feel it. It's smooth. You you your controls are doing exactly what you want them to do. I mean, when you play a Halo game, you Unless expect you, have, it, like, you expect it to be the crispest, cleanest game you can play, and it is. It is. I mean, it's if not you want, buggy, if you want, glitchy. if you want like a perfect game that functions like it should, you know it's Halo. And I mean, and it's Halo. So I mean, yeah. you know, you got to know where I'm coming from. I don't want to hate on it. It's still a great game. So even the plot line, the plot mechanics are the same too. Um, if you if you kind of understand Halo and how it went, Master Chief did it to himself. 
He was going to activate the halo rings when he didn't know what he was doing. Right. He was going to kill everybody in the whole universe. And guess what he does again? Spoiler alert. I've it happens. It happens. Kind of, kind of again. Thanks I'm sorry to say. Jack. Cutting Jack off because he's spoiling everything. Hungry Jack kicked me right <laughs> in the nuts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you'll go. Understand when, you'll, you'll understand when you see it. Well, I already understand now because you told me. Spoiler stuff. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go Take just that. chime in real quick about Halo. Is that I quick, am please. the one real quick that <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Halo One and Two, but Halo Reach and ODST, they, well, good games. Didn't really do it for me. I was kind of like Jack was now, where I'm just like, okay, this is great, this is Halo, but it's just, it's the same thing. But for yeah. some reason, Halo 4, it just kind of brought me back into that world. Like, it, it it made me feel like when I was playing with my friends in college and high school, playing those games and running people over with ghosts and just having that fun time with Halo. And it, I don't know if it's because I hadn't played it in a couple of years or whatever it was, but I think it just, it felt like Halo again, while being different. To be totally honest, I thought Halo Reach was much better, more compelling, and I enjoyed, and I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it more. I did. No one cares. You know, I I did. I wasn't sorry. all into Halo I'm sorry. Reach around all that much. The different. Me. I like the different characters and stuff. Maybe maybe I'm just tired of Master Chief. Maybe I am. And the AI. Oh my god. That annoying lady he carries around that's always complaining about something. Wait, yeah, but she looked good in this one. She, uh, yeah, but she looked good, but she's like, she's AI. Cortana okay, great. Cortana got some boobies. Yeah, Cortana, great. Thanks. Still don't care. Well, since you hate Halo, let's just jump off it. <laughs> let's go to our number six. Probably one of the nicest surprises of this year. A brand new IP finally comes to us after sequel, after sequel, after sequel, after sequel. It's just... It's so great to see a game that's that's standing on its own and not just building off something that's come before it. Like, this is a great game, and it's called Dishonored. Oh, my God, I've been calling it Dishonored forever. <laughs> I feel stupid. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. Have you, you played it at all? I didn't play it at all, honestly. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it um, is very, 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 very solid and very smooth playing. And, and Is it like peanut butter? Like Jiffy? But not the crunchy kind. Not, not the, crunch, the crunchy, crunchy kind. Because you, like you hit bumps. Right. You hit bumps. There's no bumps. Well, explain, explain what you do in the game for people who haven't played it, maybe. Um, you're, You've been dishonored. Oh. And Shocking. It's basically, what's cool about it is it's kind of like a uh, Count of Monte Cristo type storyline where you're a total badass and you got effed over big time. Yeah. And you are going out for revenge. And you got two ways you can do it. You can do the whole stealth mode and sneak your way through. You can play the whole game without killing anybody. Not me. I <laughs> kill them all. And kill them you all. Have <laughs> very interesting things you can do and ways to get revenge. And, and and it's kind of like a you have a set goal, and then you got a free for all how you want to do it. You can you can do so many crazy things. You can get people to run right into electrified fences that fry them. You can trick them into chasing you and what run right into it. Or you can just play it like a first-person shooter and go to town that way. It's really kind of up to you. And, and just the main character is is such a badass. It's so cool. I, I was going to I was gonna uh, get it. It was on my radar, but I got distracted as I, as I do, as I do so quickly. Um, but, you know, it, it's a good-looking game. I know, I know Bill and Adam both liked it. You know, I might pick it up later. I mean, you don't, you don't have to get all these games that are on the top ten list. You can go back and get them later, get them used and stuff hey, like that. Hey, brother, we're broke. I'll let you right. borrow it. Exactly. You know, I, I, you know, I, like I don't that. have all the money in the world. You know. Who like that? Come on now. Yeah, but it's, it's just, 
it's such a realization of the stealth genre, and it's just so yeah. well done. And I mean, all these powers, like there's Blink, where you can teleport, you can possess a rat or fish or something, or even other people. You can have rats attack people, or just there's so many different skills to make this game feel like different and feel like it's your own story. And you get to play it how you want. I mean, I know games always tout this, and you can make it your own and do all your own stuff. But this one is—it truly lets you do that. And it's yep. it, the world is so great with all the history and the lore and the way the world is, and with all the whales. And it's—it's just—it's such a fun world to be in. It really is. That's true. A lot of a lot of games do claim that, and this one pulls it off. I think I think why I steer clear of it actually also is because. Um, it was set in like a medieval type of era, um, and sometimes I shy away from those. I go through phases, you know what I mean? Because there's Skyrim that came out, and and then I was playing a lot of Dragon Age. I went back to that actually, but it's, and then it's not, it's not so, really it's like not that. So much yeah, aesthetic. it's like steampunk in a sense, kind of like it, it's, kinda, kinda it's like a weird mix. It's kind of it's got elements Victorian of that Victorian kind of. So I could like see yeah. I, I could see where where it would look like that, yeah. but it really does. It has it some stands stuff, on its own. It has some stuff that's more like almost modern yeah. in a way yeah. and some stuff that is kind of it's it's hard I guess, to describe I guess they didn't I guess they didn't market it well enough to me for me to understand I should have investigated it further but even just looking at the trailers and stuff like that didn't make me want to like dive into it some more and maybe find out these things yeah fair enough I mean that's that's all that's all well and good but hey it's on the list, so you but know it's they good. They definitely didn't market it as much as Assassin's Creed. Oh, my God, yeah. I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what <laughs> threw it off, because I, all I was thinking about was George Washington and battle. I, I think I think during Dishonored commercials, you had Assassin's Creed. Maybe I was thinking about Assassin's Creed. Maybe I was thinking about Assassin's Creed, and I'm like, I don't want to play this again. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely uh, shove that down your throat. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's our number six choice, and we are going to take a short break. Good, because I really have to pee. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> to thank our sponsors, here we go. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And our very own Bill Roberts, who loves these books, is going to give you a recommendation. Um, this week's recommendation would be a book called The Twelve by Justin Cronin. Uh, it is the second book in a series called The Passage, um, I would I would highly recommend this book. Obviously, I would recommend the passage as well to read first. Um, but it is epic to say the least. Fantastic. Um, What's it about? Well, in in a sense, it's it's a vampire book. Not not the sparkly ass weirdo ones. And they're not that they're I not, like. Yeah, not <laughs> not the ones crying over chicks. But no, it's really, it's really, and it goes back and forth in timelines. It goes through generations of people. Um, it goes through. It actually starts like over a hundred years, or probably a few hundred years after the uh, world had been taken over. But in little pieces here and there, it goes back and kind of explains what happened, and it pieces it together. And there's, it's one of those books where there's so many characters, there's so many storylines, and they tie in so well when it's all said and done that it's it's huge. The scope of it's huge, and it's it's very original. It's not like anything else out there. Well, that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like a good book. I definitely want to check it out. So, Also, if you would like to download this book or any other audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate for your completely free audiobook. And it's not one of those things where you get just a select few. They have 
over 100,000 books, and you can get all your favorites and just try whatever you book you want out for free. Yeah, you don't have to pick some like short little two-hour book either. You can get you know a real full book, and, and you get to keep it. Whether you sign up or not, you get to keep it. And just do it so we can get better gear, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go to town on that. So back to the Game of the Year discussion. Number five. Here's don't the... stop <laughs> believing. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm sure you can all figure out by now that... Soprano Jack. Yes. <laughs> that number five is Journey. Journey? Is that like music? What's a journey? What you tell Jack him, Adam? doesn't play games, just so you know. I'm just here for comic relief. Journey is a game made by That Game Company. You guys which, know? which one? That Game Company. Oh, that one. <laughs> is this a punchline again? I'm here. I'm here. Yes, it is a game by Genova Chen and that game company, and it is one of the highlights of the year for me. Now, obviously, some there's obviously four games that beat it out, and but this this one just sticks with you. I mean, it it's over in about two two and a half hours, and it's just an experience unlike anything else you've experienced, rather. And this is one of those games where you don't want to go too deep into because you want people to experience it without knowing anything, right. without going into any details about what you're going to see and what you're going to experience. Because as the title implies, it's about a journey, and it's one that I could not recommend, could not recommend highly enough. So he is recommending it, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it's it's the vibe of it. It's one of those things you can just kind of kick back. You don't have to. It's not button mashing. It's not tense the way some of these other games on the list are. It's a very relaxing game to play. It's a very soothing game to it play. It has its moments, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I'm, a, I'm a total fan of indie gaming. Something new, something you haven't seen before. Um, this is definitely that. So, I mean... Yeah, for sure. Very original game. Pick it up, play it. You know, we like PlayStation. <laughs> just just play it already. Yeah, and it's a... I mean, it is a downloadable game, so it's cheap enough. And also, I mean, it's... Just, just to kind of yeah, Seriously. I mean, it's you got to get this thing. And just to give one detail about this game is it's multiplayer. <gasps> like this you is blew it. <laughs> this is the way you do multiplayer in this sense. Yeah. Because this game is all about a journey. It's about you going to your destination and getting to the ultimate goal. But there are going to be people there to help you. But in this case, it's not. Like what you would think. It's not like you can select to play with your friends or you can you can talk with people or have people whining and crying all these places. If Let's say it takes place in the desert. And let's say you're going through the desert and in the distance you'll see a character that looks like you just walking along. And you can go up to him and all you can do is press circle and you make a little chirp. If you hold it longer, it could be a bigger chirp or anything like that. And that's the only communication you have. You can't see a gamer tag. You can't see who this is. You can't talk to them. You guys can go through this journey together, or you can just go your separate ways. Yeah, you can just literally just walk just, off and do your own so thing. It's so unobtrusive, and it's just such it's such a cool experience that's unlike anything because it feels like just an NPC or a character in the game, but it's an actual person who you will never know, but you'll know that they helped you. Yeah, because honestly, my first thought was, well, why can't you talk to people you're playing with? How, why can't you know who they are? But seriously, what what would take you out of the game so fast would be some little, you know, punk kid going, hey, guess what I did? And you're like, what? what? And you're like, your mom! You know, I mean, it just, that would kill it. That would kill the vibe of it. And just, there's something weird. 
in a good way about just not having any idea who you're playing with, what kind of person they are, what kind of like, and it just you just all you know is they're that other character. Right. And speaking of the unknown and great games, do you want to jump into the next good game Let's of the year? Do it. Number. What could it be? Four. X- in this. In this. Oh, um, XCOM, that'd be unknown. He's doing like a Spock thing there. Or Shatner. It was Shatner. It's like space. The final frontier? No. This this one uh, is it almost... It's just crack. It's like crack. This, just game, get down this to game could have just as easily been number one as as number four. Right. I think the, the top four, I, I think the top four games could have all been switched, switched yeah. around because they're all fantastic. But... Right. This game, Jack and I both uh, uh, hanging out together, taking turns doing missions on this. Playing single player, but playing together on it, have spent hours and hours and hours playing this game. If you like strategy games, you've got to get it. You have to. If you like Civ on the console for for Xbox, I mean, just, just buy it. I mean, you're doing yourself a favor. Yeah, just seriously, don't don't think it through or think, well, it's different than civilization. It's going to be with the. It just, it's no. You will love it. You'll be hooked on it. You will probably have people in your family that get worried about you, right? Because you're spending so much time with it, and that's that's a great the, game. The only thing you should worry about <laughs> is how much time you're going to play it once you start it. You got you got to watch the clock because time will start melting away, and then seriously. you'll figure out. What was I doing for the last 13 hours? Oh, wait, I was playing XCOM. Uh, true story. Civilization was like that in the way that it would always be like, well, I'm just going to do one more turn in, in this one thing, and this game is that way, too. It's like, well, one more. I want to build one more technology. I want to upgrade uh, my armory just a little bit more. I want to get a couple more soldiers. One more mission. And speaking of soldiers... I mean, one of the best, one of my favorite parts about this game is how you can name your soldiers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a simple, it's such a simple thing. I mean, just it naming sound a character. Like much, yeah. But, it makes but a when you're like, let's say I have Bill or Jack or even, I mean, even my parents or brother or whatever it is, and and like you're going, and then an alien's like, oh my god, they they almost killed Bill or they killed Bill. Like you you feel that. I mean, it's it's just a name that it's such a simple thing that they had to do, and it makes it such a difference. I mean, you can name all your favorite movie characters, video game characters, but when you name them the people that like you care about and they're getting in trouble, you're feeling that. You're getting tense. I mean, that's did, that's uh, crazy. Did, you, can cu- you can customize them pretty well. I mean, in a strategy game, you don't think like you're going to do some kind of crazy customization where you can make them look like whatever you want, but um, it... It's it's different when you're like, oh, you know, I just killed you the other day. That was an accident. <laughs> sorry I, about that. We we come into work and be like, oh, you know, you you died. Did I? I'm sorry. Either you guys when I and let you know when I got you guys killed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. You were like <laughs> you were like final mission. Bill killed like everybody. He was my wife, like, my wife like and everything. her sister are the only ones that lived through it. Oh, my okay, my sure. Law, the only ones sure. that lived through the game. Right. No, I take that back because I don't want to spoil the ending. But one of them didn't either. Oh, as a matter of fact, it's, it's just tough. It. It, the game gets tough, and it actually, it, it's fu- it's funny to to note that um, I know I looked at Bill's game compared to mine, and we were like in totally different technology areas, but different plot lines. So I mean, totally different plot lines. So yeah. it depends on how you play this game. It really does change the experience. And stuff like that. It, it's really good. I mean, they always they crank it up. As soon as you get that new technology or new soldier or something, they're going to crank up the difficulty and keep it compelling, keep it exciting, keep those missions going, and then before you know it, you wasted a ton of hours. I mean, you could you could even lose the game halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and not not like not like game over retry. Like you can lose countries and lose people and technology, and then you can't 
win the game. Yeah, if you you could spend twelve hours and then just you're, you lose. Yeah, the you, aliens want to take over, and they're going to take over. And if you're not smart about it, and with your credits and spending, and how you go and attack them, you're going to have bad times. Well, you spend a lot of this this time trying to keep panic levels low, and all over the world, and and the, when you start failing missions, or if you go after the wrong technology and put you in a bad spot. These countries basically lose faith and drop out of the program, and each one that does is pretty much taken over. I think, and I think uh, that's what makes it great because you feel the responsibility. Yeah, you feel the responsibility. Like I have to protect the world. Okay, great. I'm actually on my second playthrough now, and I'm naming everybody after musicians. So it's just like it's kind of it is it's it's not as tense when it's people you don't know, but it is kind of funny to be like, oh, I just left Bob Dylan out to get crushed. Poor guy. Uh, I mean, the XCOM was amazing, and it's just so so great to see a game like that on the consoles. But there's another and, and done well on the consoles. Yeah, but there's another game that had started on the PC that came to the consoles that actually, as of today, was moved, number four. Moved XCOM <laughs> back a space because yep. we are just in love with it. And that game is called Far Cry Three because it has big kitties. <laughs> I did say kitties, by the way. Yeah, cats, yeah. Big cats. You get to do stuff in this game, and it's cool. Jack hasn't played it yet, so he can't talk. So, on to number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. It's a it's a great-looking game. Um, you're on an island. You can just run around, do whatever you want, whenever you want, um, as much as you want. and Or you can play the actual plot, which is also good. Um, the character acting is really good. Um, it looks great. The weapons are fun. I, I did have a little thing about you know weapon swapping. It, it kind of got a little annoying, but other than that, it, it's a great game. I mean, that's why it's number three. I mean, you're just going to have so much fun, you're not even going to care what's going on. Oh, it, I'll tell you what. This is one of those games where I can you can climb up on a high point on an island and just stare at, at the environment for... It just it's so amazing. You look down and you can see stuff going on. You can jump into a hang glider and just fly around the island or, in my case, crash into a mountain repeatedly. Or getting killed by the various animals of the island, which has happened also repeatedly. I've seen it. He's done it. He's messed up. <laughs> in fact, uh, you might see in, on our website here soon some video of that actually happening because uh, we've got the technology now. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, having those animals just is, yeah, they sometimes get annoying when they're just killing you over and over again. But they make that island feel real and believable. And it's just that it's full of life, and everywhere you turn, you're not safe. I mean, you'll right. be walking around in the jungle. Maybe it's dark. Maybe it's raining, and you'll hear like, yes, or I have like not growl. Seen rain. I have not seen rain really? yet. I've seen it like three times. I have no rain yeah. yet. Well, there, cause there is rain confirmed. Uh, confirm rain, and uh, if you don't see rain, you're gonna see a million pirate patrols. Yes, they you are. are everywhere. So and clear those guys out. And this game really made me feel. The same way I felt when I was playing Fallout 3. Like, it's the game that really is kind of taking me out of the Fallout 3 withdrawal. It's just, I mean, it's so open to do whatever you want and just walk around and enjoy the world and just just have at it for hours and hours. It's another game like XCOM where you just lose yourself in this game. Yeah, it's almost like if, if, you, if you like the idea of Skyrim but you're not into wizards and shit... It's it's like it's like the um, Skyrim with Hawaii Five O of Skyrim. You know? I, I think it's I think it's actually better than Fallout because Fallout was a little complicated and in the wastelands. I know there are wastelands, but they were a little too much wasteland. I mean, it wasn't much. It wasn't as action packed with Far Cry. When you go out in the Far Cry world, you're gonna run into some stuff real quick, and you're gonna have fun doing it. 
So I, I'd highly recommend yeah, the game. It's like you're not safe. I mean, if you go in the jungle, you'll get attacked by a bear or a leopard. If you go swimming, you'll get attacked by a shark. If you go into a, like a building, you'll get attacked by people. I mean, it's like there's danger everywhere, but there's also a lot of fun to be had. And and the cool thing about it is the way the AI and the and the animals like uh, predator and 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 her, herbivores or prey treat each other because I've literally seen tigers hunting other animals and then ended up being dumb enough to get too close and get caught in it. But in fact, on the on the um, game capture that I got that hopefully will get up on the website soon and once we uh, narrate that fun stuff, I actually am on a jet ski. And I look over to the left, and I got this on on the film too. I meant to tell you this, and there is it's actually kind of a glitch, a tigger trying to get a wild boar, and the tiger's runner tiger is running around in circles on a rock. <laughs> it's oh, freaking cool. hilarious. See, those are the kind of glitches I like. And and you know what? We could and we do this too with each other a lot. We tell a lot of war stories about just stuff that's happened in the game, and you know maybe on some future episodes we'll take some time, kind of screw around and and just talk about some of the funny stuff non scripted that you run into on the way to go try to do an objective. Yeah, and I mean, this game is just... it. I mean, it's a big name. I mean, Far Cry 2 is big. I mean, I know some people didn't like it, but it's a it's a big, well-respected name. And this game, I mean, it came out at the end of the year. It kind of flew under the radar. I mean, Bill and me were talking. We're like, eh, maybe we'll just wait till next year. Yeah, I had no intention of yeah. getting this game. But then, I mean, when you get your hands on it, when you see it, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it just hits you, like, out of nowhere. Well, what got me, and I have to give credit to Game Informer, uh, they do what's called Test Chamber, where they play games on it, and watching them die in hilarious ways and being attacked by these animals. Uh, the two things that got me were that, just the random chaos and the graphics. I was blown away and not disappointed when I got that thing home. Because it's definitely, around the holidays, it's definitely tough to stand above the crowd, so to speak. Because really? there are so yeah. many many great games coming out. This one does, for sure. Right, and still to be coming out, there, there are more great games. So um, well, I'm glad it's on the list, and hopefully you guys can get it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been upset if it was number one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. Now, here is something that's a little hard for me. <laughs> because <laughs> Mass Effect 3 is a game that when I when it came out even before the beginning of this year I was like this game is going to be number 1 like this game is I mean I I loved it I know it had its issues but this game is going to be the number 1 game of the year I just knew it yeah I remember you calling this yeah I mean I it was like I was like there's no way anything could beat this game no matter what comes out cuz I just love this world but Unfortunately, but to clarify, it's, yes. not. it's number two. Yes, so it we'll get number to two. that number one, which I'm sure you'll never guess. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the game that painfully is Dose. at number two. Dose. Uh, very good. It's another great addition to uh, the Mass Effect world. You know, Shepard's back doing his thing. You know, kicking or butt. her, or or her fem chap. I, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> basically, he's like, I don't care. Uh, was she Russian? Was she Russian? <laughs> I don't I don't like Roger's Ruskies. Anyways, um uh, <laughs> Wolverines. I'm not a Michigan fan. Um anyway <laughs> anyways, back on topic. Uh it was it's a great game. Um I know there was problems with the ending, people there was a big hubbub about that. I didn't get it. Whatever. It, it the ending was fine. You know it's a it's a great just a great, great game, really well polished. Um uh, like the plot line, the characters, they bring them all back. Um, it's like it's like a fun party with your peeps and you're running around the galaxy. Uh, you're gonna say something else. <laughs> well, well, just get that out of your mind and uh, play play this game. Play this game. Um, play the other ones before this though. I'd, I'd really play them in order. 
please, Bill. Hey. Come on, man. My contribution to the Mass Effect 3 thing is uh, I played the demo, and it was pretty smooth. <laughs> the demo was smooth. I mean, this this is... This was such a great game for me, and I'm not going to go into much spoilers because I'm sure there's people who haven't beaten like one of our co-hosts, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> He's a jerk. Terrible. I do have one issue with the game, even though I didn't play it. I'm a little upset with the developers for caving in and changing the ending. I think that's yeah. weak sauce, fellas. Weak and sauce. And also, look, I just want to touch on that ending real quick. Is when I, I mean, when I played the ending, I mean, I was like, huh. So it was like it was weird. I mean, it wasn't. I was. It wasn't as bad as I was expecting. It just was so abrupt, and there was just some things in there that just make you go, "I just don't get it." But then there's a theory out there, which I'm not going to go into it. Like I said, with spoilers. But if you've beaten the game and haven't seen this, watch the indoctrination theory for Mass Effect Three because it will blow your mind. Because if this is the case, and that is the actual ending that this these that Bioware was intending. It's probably one of the greatest endings, not even in games, but in any media. I mean, it's such a cool concept, and I mean, I'd like to do a spoiler cast later to talk about it, but we won't do it, go into it today. But just know that my problem with the ending is when I found out, I felt that way, but they just dropped the ball so much, and they made the community find out, and then they didn't even give any gratification. And then when they go and change the ending, they make it go away from what you thought it was and just add more to the confusion, and it's just, it was such a mess. If it's the indoctrination one, the indoctrination theory, which is what I think they should go with, and with Mass Effect 4 coming out, if they continue on with that, it's going to be great, I think. I think you can uh, really make a great game around that, and maybe he can... Man, I really want to go into it, but I don't want to spoil it. Well, no, they said no more Commander Shepard. So, yeah, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. They're going to bring him back. I have no idea. I have no idea. No, they're not. It's Shepard. Come on. No. Yes. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I have no idea if they're bringing him back or if they're kicking him in the face or burying him if he's dead. I don't know. Like Ending aside, this was more or less the game that was of my dreams. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It, all the all the choices you made throughout those two games just come back full circle, and you get to experience the ending with the characters you've come to know and love. And you just... It's it's all about the little moments. It's all about those, those times when you're not fighting and you're not doing anything crazy, but just catching up with Garrus or talking with, Re- with Rex after not seeing him for a while and going through all these oh, missions Rex. with these people. And it's just... it's It's those moments that well, maybe pushed our number one game to number one, but is what made Mass Effect such a great game, is your choices matter, and the characters were believable, and you could relate to them, and you lived out this epic, epic story, and it's all your choices mattered, and it just, it was amazing. Like, I loved pretty much every moment of it until the ending when it was a little sad, but that that whole ride, that whole journey was just perfect. I don't know, maybe. I've never seen a game that link all three games so well together. I mean, Halo couldn't do it. Uh, Mass Effect, uh, they they pulled it off. They they linked the games really well you know um, in the it? same universe. But who who else did? Number one did it. Number one, yeah. yeah Soccer. Guess what number one is? <laughs> number one, Telltale Games, The Walking Dead. Bam, baby. I think we talked about it enough already, so you probably know why. But let's get down into it again. Yeah, it, it's something. It's something that's so great. It's a good adventure. It, it feels like something brand new. It makes you want a game again. If you know, if you're, you're feeling like, well, it's more of the same, 
this is something you play and you're like, yes, this is why we game. It's for stuff like this because it's just great, compelling storytelling and an adventure that you just really got to experience. I don't think I've ever played a game that at the end left me more mortified and dying for more at the same time. That's I don't want I'm not going to spoil the ending for those of you that haven't played it why but if you haven't and you plan to don't wait get it done but the ending will just it it not only does it tie everything together but it just leaves you just like jaw drop staring at the TV. Yeah, it's just this game. I mean it like if there was a like a line that was drawn in the sand for where you should go with the game this sprinted by that line. I mean, there are moments in this series all through the five episodes, especially in episode three, that that just... That's why this game is number one, because I I mean, I finished these games, and I hadn't played them in a month, episode three or whatever it was, but some of the things you do still resonate with me. Like, when I think about it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, did that really happen? And that was some of the problems with the games that came before this, is that while they're great games, like, if you try and think back at like the big moments you're kind of like you know what I like I had fun but I don't really remember it because nothing really stuck out because they were all the same but with The Walking Dead it's just so gruesome and so brutal and so real to probably what could happen in a post-apocalyptic world like this like they don't hold back not even the kids to nobody to main characters to I mean to anything it's just it's so good <laughs> and again it's it's all about those little moments those moments when it's things slow down and you deal with your characters and the relationship between Lee and Clementine and the growth of the characters is just unlike anything else. Plus, plus, zombies. <laughs> zombies. Yeah, this game's definitely not for kids, though. Uh, it's not kid-friendly at all. It's a great game. Um, it's it just, I, I don't know what else to say. Just just play it. Yeah. And the, the, the great thing about it, too, is, which is another reason that makes the whole Walking Dead universe so great, is that Yes, there are zombies, but it's not about zombies. It's about people surviving in this impossible situation. And you feel for the characters because you're like, what would I have done in this situation? And this game gives you that opportunity. Yeah, if you think you have it bad, just try to be Lee for a couple episodes and see who has it bad because this dude goes through some stuff. Yeah, I mean, unless... unless uh well, December 21st is a couple hours away. <laughs> unless we're about to run into it too, man. No, yeah, that guy. Jeez. It, it, it's crazy because I mean he starts out in a bad place, and get and guess what? It gets even worse even after you think he's like, oh, oh, I might be I might be free, but you know nope. I can give that away because I mean that's the very beginning. But I just know that it's there, there may be happy moments, but it's not a happy story. <laughs> the only idea you don't want to take into those games is uh, hope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can a little bit, and then and then they crush no. you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one like one thing people may say, like, "Oh, this isn't a game," and "Oh, the mechanics aren't aren't there," and all these things. But they can shut up. Yeah, really. <laughs> but it's it's about the experience. It's about you controlling the story and making the choices and interacting with a piece of work and just controlling your destiny. This is a case where it's done so well that story trumps gameplay. I, I mean, yeah, I don't even care what you call it. It's just it's just a great entertain entertaining yeah. experience. I mean, I don't whatever care it is. Call it a game. I whatever it is. It, yeah, it can be right. whatever you want. Just, you know, exactly. you you play it like a game, whatever. It's more like it's more like an interactive cinematic movie. I mean, I know it doesn't look like that or whatever. It's not cartoony. It's not for kids. It's it's just a great 
art. And, and they just have such nice nods. Like when you're talking to a character and you choose a choice, and then in the top left it says she will remember that. You're like, oh god. <laughs> like I, even like with the smallest little thing, you're just like, oh my god, that what did I just do? And these things may come to haunt you in the end. I mean, this the story comes full circle, like like a Mass Effect in a sense. And your choices do matter. I mean, it, they matter who lives and dies and all these things. And I'm already, I mean, there's going to be, they did this as like a first season, and there is going to be a second season, and I, I cannot wait to see where they take it. When does that come out? Come on. We have no idea. No, I want it already. No clue. Can I get it now? Okay, May. All right, great. So I just want to, I just want to really thank Telltale Games for yes. not being afraid to make the product that they want. Like, not, not like, laying down to people who say, no, you can't do that in a game. You can't put that in the public. That's never going to work. I mean, right. these people stuck to their guns, unlike Mass Effect, and they stuck to their guns, and they made sure that this game was what they wanted it to be, and they did what they did. And that little difference is why it's number one and not number two. Right. And just overlook anything in there. People complain about, oh, glitches, oh, camera angles. It, it Whatever. Just just play the game. Play yeah, the experience. The, the game and experience outweigh those issues a million. They were so minor anyway. Yeah. Anyone crying about that, I, I don't get it. But So, yeah. So, there is our top ten games dun, 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 2012, dun, dun, dun. the first annual Game of the Year podcast. We did it. So, please, like, I mean, in the comments, and you can email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Talk to us on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know if you agree. Let us know if you think we're idiots and we chose the stupidest games to join this list. But we want to know. We want to we be part of the conversation and see why you think that The Walking Dead shouldn't be number one or why you think another game should be. And we do have some of that feedback. Yeah, we as do. As a matter of fact, already. Yeah, we have one of, one of our very good friends of the show, Mike Grimm, writes in and says, hey, had to think about my game of the year, but here they are. He chose Dishonored as number one. That's it. I can't argue that. Yeah. Mass Effect 3, he agrees, is number two. Yep. And Assassin's Creed 3 is number three. Uh, I didn't have it that high, but I understand yeah. why someone would. And especially, he says he hasn't played too many games this year, but those three stood out. So even if if you're like people who can't play games as much or can't afford games or whatever it is, and you get those few games that deliver it for you, then more power to you. Mike, Far Cry 3, yes. make it happen. <laughs> make trust it happen. me, just trust me, buddy. Yeah. And he also, his friend Dennis is also chiming in, and he chose, number one, Walking Dead. Smart man, Dennis. Yes. Number two, Dishonored. Again and again, number three, Assassin's Creed. I was going to say these are these are the n- the newest games. Some of these, um, you know, if you're on a real tight budget, get Walking Dead, and then even go back to the original Mass Effects because they're they're super cheap right now, and then you can play that. And by that time, hopefully, when you're through it, you can get Mass Effect Three, and that will be cheap. I mean, it already is. It, what, what's a, I don't it's know. It's like 19.99 yeah. used okay. anyway. Well, then, you're set. Uh, you're yeah. set already. <laughs> yeah. So that's so. Thanks again, Mike and Dennis, for chiming in. We appreciate it. And yeah, hey, good, good on you. Those are good. Definitely great choices and great games. Obviously, we disagree a little bit, but hey, that's yeah. No. Absolutely. Now we want to go into just a few real quick honorable mentions and then some special categories. We just wanted to make a big shout out to Diablo 3, which was a great game. It was a, more of the same, but. It was it was a great game. To Rayman Origins on the Vita, which I know Bill hates, and I'm trying to get him to play this game because oh, Vita. this game will show you why the Vita is a worthy. I played the contender. demo. You know what? 
didn't make me want to buy it. Yeah, it's it's such but a beautiful game, and to play it on the handheld and all that, it's just it's so much fun. It's and good. also, Rayman Legends is coming out on the Wii U next year. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Just in time to be uh, outdated. <laughs> uh, my my thing is, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like any of you. And also, just another one is Call of Duty Black Ops Two. I mean, I know they they come out with the same thing year and year again, but this one stood out. I mean, it had the Strike Force missions. It had better zombies. And and it had decisions oh, that yeah. affected the story for sure. That, that, I mean, it's, that's cool. It was a great. It was a really there. really great game. And Call of Duty. I mean, they're always not top, top quality. ten great. Yep, close, but not good. Content. Very solid game. <laughs> and now, just real quick, we're gonna do some quick fires for some random categories. What was your favorite movie this year? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm really torn between a few. Um, <laughs> this was supposed to be a quick fire. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Quick if I had to pick one, just because it follows my ridiculous sense of humor, I freaking love Ted. <laughs> was, I loved that it. Was great. That was great. I loved it. And Prometheus. And I don't care what you people say about I it. I see that. Prometheus was awesome. Prometheus was very good. Prometheus, The Avengers, The Dark Knight Rises. You get a three of those, boom, you're set. Yeah. Yeah, mine was Skyfall. I mean, like, I, I enjoyed Casino Royale and all those. But Skyfall, it just it felt like such a good movie and a good story. And it got kind of to the heart and soul of James Bond and who he is as a character. And it was it was a... It, it was a great story. That's good because the one before it was terrible. You kind of make it sound like Twilight Bond. Sparkling like, vampires. Uh oh, more singing. We gotta <laughs> stop. So, what was your guys' favorite TV show? Walking Dead. Good, good. Uh, I was gonna say comedy and Practical Jokers. Walking Dead was yeah, good. I freaking love Practical Jokers. Practical Jokers is awesome. And plus, I want to eat at White Castle for watching that show. So, <laughs> you know, if that doesn't say something, I don't know what does. You know what? If I could only pick one, I'd have to say Walking Dead. But it's pretty much a tie because Practical Jokers is the other show that I have to watch right then and there. And yeah, after I, you cry watching Walking Dead, if you want to feel good. Watching practical it's a palate cleanser. Is it what is. It is. It's a palate cleanser. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I'm kind of just gonna answer this because I know my co-hosts don't play mobile games as much as I do. But Rayman Jungle Run, which, like I mentioned, Rayman Origins was a great game. This was like Rayman Origins on your phone, like accessible. But they did it right with the iPhone, where he auto ran and you would just jump for him and do the different skills. And they they know how to make an iPhone game work, and it was just. Awesome. Is he? What is he? Is he like a little monkey, or, or he's just, so you just basically watch hands. him run around? I like. I mean, I would say this about it. I mean, uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> How about the worst game of the year? Do you care about that? Oh yes, I do. The worst game of the year also goes to Black Ops. Uh, on the Vita. Declassified Vita. on the Vita. <laughs> yeah, mine's Resident Evil Six for you, many many reasons. Oh wait, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Black Ops, you. Are garbage. <laughs> Resident Evil Six, you are garbage that I wanted to love so bad. Oh, such a shame. I think Resident Evil Six is my biggest disappointment. Yeah, I could agree with that. How about the worst or best cover of the year? Yeah, if you <laughs> Resident Evil Six. Resident Evil Six does get the best <laughs> game cover of the year. Yeah, if you've listened to us before, you know what we're talking. You know about. why? And I might touch upon that a little bit in a future episode Maybe. too. And our favorite food. Chipotle. Chipotle wins. That's where we have all our meetings before this. So yeah, every 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 day that we do a uh, podcast, we have our like pre-podcast meeting at lunch at Chipotle. So it. they're kind of our sponsor. They just yeah, yeah they we just pay them. <laughs> Thanks for all the burritos. Heck yeah, I well I had the bowl today. It was delicious. Double chicken, sour cream. You know, awesome. Yeah, so that's I mean that's that's kind of just a quick hit of just some random categories we just wanted to throw in there and. That's more or less our Gamers Advocate, Episode 5, Game of the Year podcast. 
And we just want to wrap up a few quick things and just let you know once again we're on iTunes and if you want to subscribe or if you want to give us some ratings, we I mean we love them, we appreciate it and it's just it helps us tremendously and yeah we can't tell you how much we mean it. And there was just one review that when I was looking through them that I had to mention from Tink one zero zero one zero six six, who said thank you guys for putting the Joe Average options out there. My husband breathed a sigh of relief after the first episode when I told him that I didn't want a Wii U anymore. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I was just sat there and cried. Oh, yeah. All, all the hating has an effect. Yeah. And uh, we, we hated on the Wii U. Um, I, I actually uh, picked it up and, and played a little bit of it, and I st- still don't want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like these guys. It, it, it <laughs> might be a great console eventually. Yeah, and we also want to plug that we are on Facebook. If you search for the Gamers Advocate or the Blue Shield, we're also on Twitter at Advocate Gamers. And my, if you want to follow me, Adam Bankers, I'm at Adam Bankers. I'm at Bill Roberts ish. Jack Whittington just did the first tweet. Yeah, he's right. starting. <laughs> and also, once again, Audible, thank you. We are happy to be working with you and we'll make you proud. We're on iTunes. <laughs> I think we said that already. We, no, we didn't. Uh, and you yeah. even read you even read uh, Joe Average options. <laughs> oh well, but we, we're all not perfect. No, so and also we want to once again mention that next week we will be recording on Wednesday due to Christmas Eve and Christmas and all those wonderful things. Unless the world ends yeah. tonight. Yeah, we can't always Tomorrow. do it Monday. I mean, we got to work and stuff like that. And plus, we don't know how to tell time either. So we went a little over. Big We're deal. We're giving you some extra free time. <laughs> well, it was a special episode. Yeah. So, ne- I mean, next week it's going to be a little more laid back. There's probably not going to be all that much news because it's the holiday. But we're going to try and hopefully get help you guys know a little bit more about us and tell some funny stories. And if you guys want to be a part of the show, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com and give us ideas what you want us to talk about. Give us some funny gaming stories, some questions, whatever you want. That's podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. And I'd like to once again thank uh, my friends in One Pretty Minute, uh, David, Bill, Jeff, and uh, Andy. You guys are kick-ass, and we're going to close out the show with another one of the songs from the Addict EP. This one is called Over Now. Yeah, so for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, ding-dongs. <laughs>